I am very excited to bring my former coach, Jeff Valdolan, on the show today. We sat down the other day and had a fantastic talk, and Jeff is one of those people I can listen to talk forever, and I hope that you are going to enjoy this too. Jeff Valdolan is an acceleration specialist, the founder of New Concept Coaching and the Potential Zone podcast. He's an international best-selling author, speaker, and trainer. With a master's in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, and decades of recovery, he has an extensive understanding of breaking through negative beliefs and limitations. His passion is to use his creativity and unique teaching style to guide people beyond what holds them back and step into their fullest potential. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for coming on today and for bringing all of your expertise and knowledge to us. Yeah, it's exciting to be here, Terry. And <laughs> I have been looking forward to this day for a very long time. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it's good to be amongst like-minded people. Yes, important. So I, the reason I wanted to have you on is I've been watching, well, I always watch a lot of your videos and all your content, and you've been talking a lot lately about what's been going on in the world. And mm -hmm. so I thought, have you on. I want to share this with my audience. So why don't we start with, like, what do you think is the biggest thing that holds people back from change? Oh, great question. Um, there's a lot of things, but I think the biggest part for people and what they're going through right now is them learning how to be completely honest with themselves. And I don't think... As a society, we haven't really been taught what that looks like, um, you know, and, and my experience has been with people when I bring this up, it's like, well, I don't, you know, I pay my taxes, I don't steal things from people, blah, 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 you know, and, and that's integrity and that's character. Right. It's a little bit different than what I'm talking about because learning to be honest with yourself is knowing, maybe not knowing, but pressing into asking yourself some really, really hard questions. And, you know, Tony Robbins says it a lot, and I love this statement where he says, what determines the quality of our lives is the questions that we ask ourselves. And, and why questions are important is because it teaches us to focus, right? You being a hypnotist, right? Understand that, you know, we really want to be able to manage what we focus on. And when we ask ourselves a question, we have to be able to answer that question in a way that causes us to focus on that. So, but a lot of people don't ask themselves questions because they're afraid of the answer, right? right? And this right. is that part of learning to really ask ourselves some questions that are really aligned to exposing what our truth really, really is. Right now, we are living in a time that is forcing people to to experience extreme change, right? And if you look at, and I think it, this is one of my, one of my favorite quotes, and you know me, I'm a quote guy, um, <laughs> it is D, I think it's D Chardin that said this. It says, progress is the soul of the universe. And so right now, people, people have been living this familiar life, right? And, and for me, familiarity can be devastating to us to really discovering what's possible for us because we get stuck in these routines and we go to work and we do this thing and we come home and we, you know we live this routine and we don't understand how resourceful we really are when when life's predictable right 
It's when something happens that forces us into asking ourselves different questions that um, unlock new possibilities for us. So asking ourselves questions of what does this really mean for us, right? Because what's determining how we accelerate through this or move through this is going to be the the how we represent it within ourselves you know stuff that you know as well as with nlp and stuff is what is it what does this mean to you and if we are asking ourselves that question and getting rigorously honest with ourselves see and a lot of people don't like me included i had to i had people in my life and it's funny because when you and i are working together is you know sometimes um people can see me as being hard right and mm -hmm. i mean we and i've experienced this with some of my coaches as well sure. and yet we never take into consideration how hard we are on ourselves because we <laughs> there's a great line by the group rush that says we pay the price but we don't count the cost right we put all this time into investing into this world or this reality or perception that we have but we don't understand what it's really costing us until something comes along and knocks us off that beam. And then we're into the, oh, I'm into the unknown and how do I move through this? Right. Right. So asking ourselves the question, what does this mean to me? Because it's really important for us to look at what the narrative inside of our head is actually saying. Mm -hmm. And, and if we can say, look at go, well, some people are going to go, well, this always happens to me. How am I supposed to get out of this? Um, what am I going to do? My, my world's falling apart. We ask those kinds of questions and we're going to see the evidence that proves the answer of those questions. Right? So if we change and, and, and we get honest with how we are answering that question and really looking at it and going, okay, wait a minute, is this really true? Is this really true that my life is falling apart? Is this really true that I don't have the ability to change something um that is going to take drastic measures right um and one of, one of the things that i love about you and the story that you share and you know and you and i've talked about this in great length is the story of your dad right he spent his life working and come to the you know to this point where he gets to enjoy the fruits of his labor and then he's no longer here right and and i think what's going on right now with people is it's a, it's an opportunity for them to start changing the questions and, and really asking themselves, what is possible for me right now? What does this really mean in the sense of maybe I'm being forced to look at me really chasing my dreams? Maybe it means, and I think that coaches are so, so, so important right now because our environment has such an impact on who we are. And, and a lot of people, again, it goes back to that saying I said, we pay the price, but we don't count the cost. We have our environment that's investing in this perception that we have, and we keep going to that predictability part of it. But when a coach comes in and says, hey, have you thought of this? Right? And it's like, oh, as a matter of fact, I haven't thought of that. Wow. And, and they have that paradigm shift, right? So I think it's really important for us now to ask ourselves some questions of if we keep drinking from the same well, we're going to keep getting the same output. And, and this has absolutely changed. And, and I, I was listening to Greg Braden and he said something that was just absolutely brilliant. Um, 
and along with that is we got to ask ourselves who is feeding into our lives who is speaking into our lives what what information are we feeding our mind right now because that is feeding and growing the fear or it's feeding and growing the hope right so i'm listening to this greg greg braden video yesterday and i'd encourage everybody to watch it go to greg braden his fan page and he said that what we're facing right now is grief right and there's five stages of grief right now you know in the first stage of grief is denial well, this isn't really happening, right? And yeah, it is, it's, and we, and we gotta get real about that, but we need to be feeding it panic and anxiety and fear and all these other things inside of it. Just going, denial is the first part of grief, right? Then we move into anger, right? We can be upset about it, and this is all part of the grief. Then we go into depression, then we go into bargaining, then we go into acceptance and moving on, right? So a lot of people, and, and I think this is a great opportunity for people to really recognize, and, and I know you're familiar with this statement and I love it, who can we trust if we can't trust ourselves, right? And right now, we are given the opportunity to trust our resourcefulness. And yes, it is not going to be comfortable. That's the point, right? <laughs> is that we are stepping into the unknown. And, and I believe that as a collective conscious, it's really important for coaches such as you to do what you're doing. And this has been part of what I've been doing as well is putting out a message out there that really gets people to see things from a different perspective. And, and man, Terry, it's amazing. Some of the posts that I've witnessed people, um, I have a really good friend of mine, Terry Levine, that put up a post about some of the facts that she studied and stuff like that. And she got annihilated and it's people understanding how much cognitive dissonance plays a part in how we see things, right? Yes. And if somebody is presenting something to you that's different than what you believe, rather than just absolutely obliterating it because you don't like how it makes you feel, maybe consider it, right? And, and go, what if? What if this is what's actually going on? Because you and I both know we've been trained by some of the same people, is that propaganda has an investment the media has an investment in stirring things up and making people feel panicky. So again, that goes back to um, what is our truth? What is our truth? What is true for me? Because if I don't know what's true for me, I'm going to buy into somebody else's opinion. And that's what causes the reaction. And that's what causes all this craziness is because I don't know who I am. Therefore, I need to look outside of myself to make sense of this craziness that's going on inside of me rather than getting a coach and saying, <laughs> let's, get, let's get real about where you're at and, and, and let's get clear about making some strategies for you so that you're laser focused and you know exactly how you can step through this so that you can create a future that's more aligned with who you are. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's some of what's been going on. <laughs> that's a lot, but it's a lot. You know, yeah. It, yeah. 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 And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's, um, it's interesting times. It's interesting very, times. And, very interesting. And, and what we, de what we decide to label this is going to determine how we navigate through it as well. Mm -hmm. Right. We can, we can label it as interesting and we can be curious how it's going to unfold or there's people out there, this is Armageddon and this is the, the apocalypse and this is, you know, all these things. And whatever we label it is what's going to define what we see and perceive, right? And, and this is an, also an opportunity, you know, and someone like you that had the relationship with her father like you did, um, you know, it's really important for us to look at what do we really value, right? you know, and, and, and like I talk about in my book, 
you know, you know, we understand values and we listen to people's values and get them very clear, which I think everybody needs to be doing. Yeah. Um, and anybody listening to this, if you haven't got with Terry and got your values aligned, <laughs> get honest with yourself because it's powerful. Um, you know, like I talk about in my book about the story of Laura Schultz when, you know, a 64 year old woman's in her house and hears a scream and goes running outside and here finds out that it's coming from a garage, goes in the garage and find out that her big old Buick car had fallen on her grandson. She goes in there and lifts the car off of him. How is that possible? Because in that nanosecond, she unconsciously figured out what she valued. She valued her grandson's life more than hanging on to the belief that she couldn't do it. Yes. Right. And, and that's, I think it's a great time. It's a prime time for us to embrace the human spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's, it's, it's a great time and no, it's not going to be fun and it's not going to be comfortable and it's going to be unknown and it's going to be gooey and messy and all that stuff. But you know, if we look at the evolution of where each of us are, every single one of us has gone through the most traumatic experience that we could even fathom. And that is just being born. Right. I mean, just, just the fact of being born. I mean, put that into perspective. If you're in this nice, comfortable, warm womb next to your mom's heart and life's good and you're being fed and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, you're in this cold room, getting your butt swapped or tickled, whatever, right? You're an entirely different dimension. You're an entirely different dimension. And guess what? We made it through it. Right. We made it through that process. And, and now, now looking back on it, how many of us would have signed up for that? None of us. No. I'm sorry. I'm going to stay here in mom's womb. <laughs> no, thanks. Life's good here, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a great movie that I love. It's Wally. The movie Wally, and here he is on this planet that's all used up and garbage and all that stuff, and and then this other robot little fling comes on and he falls in love with her and and they, he goes off to chase her in this planet, but then he goes to a planet which is what we would call utopia. There's no resistance, there's no struggle, there's no challenge, there's no nothing, and yet these people are absolutely grossly obese. And they're bought, and you look at their skeleton and it's falling apart because there's no resistance to strengthen them. Right. And, and this is, it's such a huge, it's such a huge part of consciousness to get challenged. It's such a huge part of this. And, you know, you and I both know values or levels of development, that spiral dynamic stuff. And, you know, six came out of Vietnam. That's when, when six started to evolve was from what yeah. happened with Vietnam. And, it, and we had to question what we were doing, right? We started seeing that, man, we can't treat people this way. We can't do this to people. And it really, you know, and, and I've gone on and I know, you know, you followed your mentors in, in um, levels of development. I've studied mine as well. Yeah. Um, and some of it's been a little bit different path. And, and, you know, I'd like to read some of the stuff you've as well, but, you know, Ken Wilbur, who's, you know, I think one of the most renowned guys out there on, on levels of development, he talks about the biggest shift in humanity was between 1780 and 1880. And that's when they started freeing slaves, right? It was such a huge shift in the psyche, in the consciousness, in our psyche of start understanding you cannot treat people this way, right? And, and we're still, that's still unraveling, right, of what that looks like. But I think we as people have been enslaved. We've been enslaved by the conditioning of collective conscious and believing that we are supposed to rely on big government and we are supposed to put our resourcefulness outside of ourselves. 
And we do that, we give our power away and we allow it to be, a, we become a slave of somebody else. Right. And, and what this time is asking us to do is to be able to pull it back in within ourselves and get creative, you know, just like what you and I are talking about that, um, you know, and, and, we, and we get into these unresourceful states and we come from a position of lack, mm-hmm. right? Which is what we do. I mean, I use this a lot. I don't know if, I don't know what you're planning on doing and putting a sip or not, but <laughs> this it, to me is our vessel, right? This is our right. vessel of resourcefulness and that we are either in creation or we are in survival, right? And what this has done is it's really hit people. And when we get hit like this, we go more into into the mode where we know we can access and stuff like that. So it's knocked us back a little bit, but understanding where, what is possible, then we can start asking ourselves, you know, I've been at this job for how long does it feed my soul? Mm-hmm. Right. Or how many entrepreneurs are out there doing their thing and they think they're making this. And I'm sure you've experienced this one. I'd love to hear your input on this. How many entrepreneurs that I've talked to, I got one that's a pastor. And he's starting to question, he's, he's recognizing that his role is actually allowing him to play small. Yeah. Right. Yes. But, but it's like, well, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm serving people. I'm doing this. But what's happening is he's depleting himself and coming from a place of reaction and not really seeing what his potential can be because he's making sense of playing small. Right. Right. And that's what society has conditioned us to believe. Society has conditioned us to believe to live this full life, you know, and, and full, what I mean by like, I think of full pearls, which means fake, right? It's French for fake, right? Is we've, we've been conditioned to live this full life. And then we're wondering why we're miserable. We wonder why we're depression and we wonder why we react the way we react is because we're not living authentically. Yes. Right. So I would love to hear some of what your, your experience as well of how many different entrepreneur people in general, these, I mean, I got a, I got a client that's a, was a collegiate athlete physically, physically had the most optimum, perfect body to achieve what she wanted to achieve. But her mindset was totally in left field and her mind was not able to take her body to the next level because they were in conflict with one another. Right. So again, we have to be honest with ourselves and just go on and our ego and guilt. I mean, I could talk to you. We need to have conversations <laughs> on that stuff. I've experienced with this because yeah. guilt is annihilating people right now. Guilt will not allow them to give themselves permission to say, you know what? I might need some perspective on what I'm really thinking because guilt will go, who do you think you are? That's kind of arrogant. No, that's not the way we do this you know, we need to keep right. doing what we're doing and we need to keep beating you up and we need to keep you playing small because no, 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 we don't want to allow anybody else in there because you know what happened last time. And that's the voice of guilt that denies people of really stepping into what is potential for them. And it's, it's part of their condition, as you know. So I would love to hear some of your experiences as well on people that spend their lives freaking grinding and grinding and grinding. And it's something that absolutely makes them miserable. Yeah. Right. They're not, they're not aligned with it. And as you know, from working with you and, and what you were doing before you're doing now of how me being jewelry, I did jewelry for 20 some years. Um, really getting honest of what am I, am what I, what I'm doing right now, is it aligned with my truth? And we're not, and we haven't given permission to give, ask ourselves that. So I'm giving everybody that's listening to this right now permission. <laughs> a question is what you're doing aligned with who you truly are. 
right and be willing to let the answer come up and and yeah i've got lots of clients that are major shifts mm -hmm. and i think that this is a good time for people to really look at what is it that you really want to be doing with your life because because money's energy and we have unlimited possibilities as far as what we can create and getting people to um, you know, one of the things that I've been working through myself and, and with clients and things is, you know, getting people to understand that forgiveness has many different levels to it. You know, it's not just, well, you just forgive and that's it, right? There's lots of levels to that. And every time you go to a different level, you get a different experience of that. Then getting into letting go, you know, and as we know, letting go is learning the lesson of what takes us and helps neutralize it. But the last part of it, which is mission critical for people to get, is that reclaiming the power that the original wound denied you, right? And that takes experience. That takes time. That takes stepping out into the unfamiliar for you to reclaim the power that this freaking narrative denied you, right? So, you know, and it's just, but I didn't get here because everything was going great. I got here because it was a mofo, <laughs> right? So I would, I would love to hear some of your experience with your clients as well of, People that are investing into, and I don't like saying it like this, but it really is investing into something that's not aligned with who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's my experience. You mentioned my dad and that was my experience mm -hmm. growing up was seeing firsthand what happens when you're not true to yourself and you're not doing what you're, what you feel like you're meant to be doing. And, right. and I do see that with clients. I see that even with entrepreneurial clients and I, People think like, oh, you have your business, you, you're an entrepreneur, you must love what you do. And yet there are lots of entrepreneurs out there who are just in a business because it was convenient and it makes the money and it pays mm -hmm. the bills, but it's not actually what they love and right. their business isn't in line with who they are. And that was really me. You mentioned my transition. I transitioned from personal training into this because that whole world was no longer in alignment with who I am. And I, and the more I denied it, the sicker I got mentally and physically with anxiety and depression and all kinds of health issues until it became undeniable that I could no longer deny that I was on the wrong path and it, it wasn't going to work. So it was either let it kill me, literally right. let it kill me, yeah. or change direction of my life so that mm -hmm. my body could heal, my mind could heal, and I could live a life on purpose. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was having a conversation with Courtney Seard the other day. We both know Courtney. I think, yeah, you know Courtney. And mm -hmm. I said to her, I said, I feel like in these times right now, I feel like I'm living in two worlds. There's the accepted truth story, like what's acceptable to believe. Mm -hmm. And that comes with a lot of fear. And, mm -hmm. and that's the panic and everything that we're seeing play out. And then the other foot is in the world that I believe in. That's this whole other truth that I feel to me is truth mm -hmm. and trying to navigate both because people who are in so much fear right now, and you mentioned cognitive dissonance, people who are so, they're so fearful at this moment that trying to bring anything else into their awareness and it's just immediately like, I'm this crazy alien and they don't understand a word coming out of my mouth anymore. You're the enemy. Yeah. You're the enemy. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and, there, and, and I think this, this is important too for people. <clears throat> you know, there's a saying that, that I heard a long time ago. And I think it's really relevant to what we're talking about right now. It says the best thing that you can do for poor people is not become one. Mm -hmm. 
right, is not to get in the trenches with you and, and because then I'm going down into your state and I can't now. That doesn't mean that I can't be compassionate and give you, like you're saying, teach you awareness and stuff like that. So there, there's this analogy that my coach used with me a couple of weeks ago that I just absolutely loved. And it's, and it's this, this phenomenal hunter. This guy was the most prized hunter out there. And there was this freaking rabbit. There was this rabbit that he could not catch. And he, I mean, this rabbit just outwitted him on every single trap that he ever set. He's like, you know what, what I got to do, kind of like Bill Murray said in Caddyshack, I got to think like the rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) And so what he does is he puts together this tar baby, this tar rabbit and shapes it like a, like a bunny. And then he places it out in the middle of the road. One day this rabbit's coming along and he's like, Hey, what are you doing out in the road? Starts talking to this tar baby, right? Well, the sun's shining down on this tar baby and it starts getting a little bit sticky. Well, the rabbit's like, hey, why won't you listen to me? Dang it, get out of the road. You're going to get ran over. So the rabbit starts getting a little bit closer to the tar baby and starts yelling at it louder. And the tar baby just kind of standing there and he's like, why aren't you listening to me? Get out of the road. He's like, do I got to smack you to get your attention? Tar baby just kind of stands there and mom, the rabbit goes to smack the tar baby. Boom, it's stuck. And now it tries to fight its way out. And the more it fights, the more entangled it gets into the tar. Hunter comes along, picks up the prize rabbit, right? And that's what we do when we try to communicate calculus information to people with basic arithmetic understanding, right? I mean, it's futile. It's futile. And, and And that's where I think I just drew this out. Oh, actually, this is kind of apparent. I don't Perfect. know if can do that, but so right now, if you know we're right here and we want to be here or here or here, most people go, well, I'll just go there, or I'll just go there. Instead of understanding, it's a spiral, spiral dynamics, right? Yeah. Is we evolve as we move through these, but in doing that, we are moving from being autonomous or in oneness, just like expression sacrifice, just like we've been yeah. taught in, in going through the levels of development. And right now, I think that. I think that's why I'm saying it's level seven's getting opened up right now more is because it's us understanding that us to reclaim our power as an individual, but in doing so is going to make the collective conscious that much more aware. Um, and, and it's a huge, huge psychic shift that's going on right now. And I, and I think that, and I share this with clients all the time, people are so invested in going back to something that felt good before. You can't ever, ever, ever go back. I mean, it's, it's, it's like taking a shower. It goes down the drain and it's gone, right? Yeah. But what you can do is take what you've learned from that and build on it to become more of a greater expanded version of who you are and trusting your ability to move through that. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day for all of us, we have to make sense of what we're doing. We have to make sense of it. We have to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? What am I buying into? Who is really running my mind right now? Right. Is it, is it this, you know, and, and I'll share this too, that it was a major, major freaking experience for me. You know, we hear all these things and it's like, wow, this is kind of cool. And now that's great. But it's a whole different thing when you experience it, right? It's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So about, I don't know, it was probably eight years ago. I'm going into the bathroom and we used to have a TV in the bedroom and it was on when I walked into the bathroom and there was this program, this 2020 program that was playing and it caught my attention and started watching a little bit. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. And what the program was about was it was having a male 
argue with a female and she was sitting on a park bench and they tried different ethnicities, you know, nationalities and stuff like that. So they had a Caucasian guy talking to a Caucasian woman, changed it where a African-American guy, whatever. Right. So they changed all these different scenarios and he was screaming at her and they wanted to see what it would take for somebody to intervene. Really, really interesting show. And I'm watching that. I'm like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Then they went on to, um, do this thing where they wanted to see what would cause somebody to stop and help this actor playing homeless. This, this person needed shoes on this college campus. And what they discovered was whether they were late for class or not is what determined whether they stopped or not, which I found is interesting. interesting. But anyway, three weeks later, I'm sitting in my office and all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm like worked up. I'm, I'm just like, what the heck? And what I was doing was I was playing out the scenario, if I walked up on a man and seen a woman doing that, how would I react to that? And I'm in this full blown fight or flight, just it's freaking on, take yeah. you out, dude, kind of, kind of state, and then it hit me. And I just, I, it was just like I got stunned. I just sat there and I was just like, that is the power of a thought virus. Mm-hmm. I watched that three weeks ago, not even thought about it. And here I am now. And I just spent 15 minutes obsessing about an illusion that that seed created inside of me. Yes. And so yep. I encourage people think about what you're exposing yourself to mm -hmm. because it is impacting you. It's like jumping into a pool and not expecting to get wet, you know, and, and that's where, you know, I, and I had somebody, tell me this and I, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant what she said she goes our environment is stronger than our willpower oh I like that yeah and it's like we got to think about what are we ingesting because if if you look at everything is energy <laughs> right I mean energy is not bound by material it's just not so you know we are picking up people's energy all the time and you know and that and that's one of the things where you know, there's all kinds of great metaphors about the crab that wanted to get out of the bucket and they pulled him back down kind of thing. But it's understanding us confronting one of our biggest fears. And I think this is really, really important because right now we've got to go within ourselves. We got to really look at what and make sense of what's going on right now. Our, one of our biggest fears is being separated from our tribe. It's being separated from our tribe you losing your father. I mean, I mean, and, and, but we got to look at our tribe. What does that mean to us? Right. Our tribe of who do we connect with online, our friends, all this stuff is going to have a major impact on how we move through this. You know, it's like, and, and unfortunately this is what happens to most people. People want to become an entrepreneur. They want to make all this money and they go talk to their five best friends who are broke. <laughs> And they take financial advice from broke people. And it's like, you're going to stay stuck there. You need to step up and start looking at people, you know, and, and this has been something now I look back on it. It's, it's kind of chuckling, but <laughs> the more we rise, the more we have to challenge our narratives about what successful people do. Right. And, and because we, we can, how, how do I say this? Um, we can make sense and justify playing small all day long if we don't get honest about what we're telling ourselves about that stuff. Great book that I encourage everybody to read is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harbecker. Yeah. I mean, it's just a punch in your face of just going, <laughs> you really need to think about how you think about money. Mm -hmm. 
and wealth and abundance and stuff like that. Because if you don't, it's an unconscious program. And as you know, this as well is our unconscious wants to serve us. And this is the part that is critical for people to understand. If we don't tell it how to serve us, it's going to serve us the way it believes we want it to serve us. Yeah. And it does not filter things positive or negative. And your and I'm reject this, everybody. Don't hear this. <laughs> I'm about to tell you, okay? Your unconscious mind will literally kill you if it believes that's what you want to have happen. Absolutely. And so our everything that we are doing in our life is an unconscious program that's playing out. Right. And this is an opportunity for us to shake things up and really look at what is going on. And for me, I mean, I, I get it. When I had this happen, I was just like, whoa, okay. And this week I've been busier than I've been. And <laughs> same thing. Everybody, what do you think it is? Or what's going on? And you know, people are people are like, oh, we're going off the cliff. Um, but really think about investing into becoming the new you. Get yourself a coach. And this is what's really, really, really important too. And Terry and I have had this conversation many, many, many times. Yeah. It's really important to get a coach that is coachable, <laughs> that has been coached, that has gone through and done the work because a certificate doesn't make an effective coach. Now, with that said, it's good to just have somebody on the outside of you giving you feedback and stuff like that. I don't want to put anybody else, you know, throw them out, the baby out with the bathwater. But the ones that are going to really be effective and be able to guide you where you want to be are the ones that have had their butts handed to them over and over and over. And yep. they have crafted their wisdom through going through the experiences, right? It's not about, I mean, I've never had anybody ask me for my certificates, but a certificate doesn't make a great coach. A great coach, I didn't sign up to be a coach. I, I, I got here because of what I had to go through for my own journey. Right. Um, so you know, the quality of the questions you ask yourself is going to determine how this looks for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, it, it's, um, and I think, and, and I applaud you, Terry, because I think it's really imperative right now for coaches to step up and really put their messages out there because people need messages that they can hang on to right now. And that's, this is mission critical for everybody. Listen to this. <clears throat> I would encourage you all to immerse to literally immerse yourself in positive and, and things that uplift you and challenge your thinking, immerse yourself in this because, because the, the negativity and all the other stuff is going to do everything it can to get you to buy into it. And it's really important for you to build an immunity against all of this stuff that wants your attention. It's, it's like, you know, and I've told you this many times, if we don't understand influence, it's being used on us. Right. So people really have to be aware that there are agendas for your attention and they will do what at a primal level. We avoid pain. We seek pleasure. And, yeah. and people right now are fueling, fueling anxiety, fear, all of it, because it's a powerful, powerful emotion. And the only way we're going to get through this is having other people speaking reason into that and giving people a way out. And that's why I think it's awesome what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I and, appreciate you're, that. Yeah, you're and your podcast and everything. You're just awesome. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to have you here. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, and 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 the other thing that I think that and the other thing to to leave your audience with, I got about 10 minutes here, is stop 
and, and this is really, really, really a challenge for all of us, is in this time, learn to be the person that you need. Meaning, we all want to feel significant. We all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. We all want to be given compassion and grace and all these things. And we need to learn how to do that to ourselves. Because if we don't learn how to do it, we will, we will not even know how to accept it from somebody else. And what we are going to project onto other people is how we communicate with ourselves. And that's where, you know, and I know Terry, you've, we've talked about this too, is being offended is a great opportunity to grow, right? <clears throat> because it's our responsibility. We're the one that's choosing to be offended, whether we do it consciously or unconsciously, right? Yes. And so looking at the wound, the wound collectively conscious, the wound is there. Mm-hmm. And the wound that we have in each individual one of us, the wound is wanting to be healed. And, and as each individual, we all contribute to the collective, right? And, and the more that we can heal our inner anxiousness and the wounds and the distrust and all the things that the society has conditioned us to believe about ourselves, the more we can heal that, the more we can be a model to empower others to do the exact same thing. You know? And it's, it's mission critical right now. It's mission critical right now because there's a lot... Yeah, people are people are panicking right now, and it, this is and it's feeding it. It's just absolutely feeding it. So, you know, I I come from the school of thought that light always prevails darkness. It just does. And and to understand that you know darkness is not the opposite of light. Darkness is the absence of light. So we have to be able to take our own light, our own divinity, whatever you want to call it, and take it into this space and not be afraid of it, but yet not allow it to control us and suck us in because darkness can be very seductive, right? And effect, and, and this is what's happening with a lot of things right now. Effective seduction is you don't know you're being seduced. Yes. Right? So it's really, really important for people to be aware of that and, and going, who is controlling my mind? who is controlling my mind right now? It's a great question. And, and we really have to get honest about that because, you know, as a man, it's really important for me to, to, I feel it's my responsibility, you know, and I shared this on one of the videos I did a couple days ago. Um, you know, my dad told me something that has stuck with me forever. And that is when you, when you borrow something, you always want to return it better than when you got it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at my life. I want to return this planet that I was received in this life. I want to return it better than when I came into it. And, and so, you know, and some of the things that have helped me through the darkest moments of my life has been me going through this is going to give me wisdom so that I can empower somebody else to go through this. So sometimes it's good to think about what is the longevity of this and what is this teaching me about me and what am I modeling to other people? And I think it, I think this is going to call out a lot of heroes. This is going to call out a lot of yeah. heroes. And Terry's one of them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Terry is definitely one of them. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it's been, um, yeah, it's not pretty right now. No, it's not supposed to be. No, it's not. Growth is messy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, what, what, we got a few minutes here. What, yeah. um, what is your take on, on the media and how do people, cause you've done a little bit more training in some areas than I have. Um, you know, what would you recommend to people in the sense of sourcing 
their information. Mm -hmm. It's uh, that's a tricky one. I would say mass get off of mass media. Absolutely. Turn off Facebook. I took Facebook off my phone this week, so it's not in front of me because it's just been wow. like there's so much. Mm -hmm. So get off social media as much as you can. You know, still interact the way you want to, but stop reading stuff. Stop mm -hmm. watching mass media, and really seek out independent. I think it's really important to find independent news sources. So people who are not held to any corporations, any marketers, they're not owned by anyone. And that's where you'll start to find some truth. That's where I get my information. That's where I seek it out is who's independent. So how would, so how would someone find that? Well, I'm just curious, like, like searching for it yeah. on Google, right? I mean, is, is independent news sources? I mean, I, I, what would they even begin? To yeah, do? I would, I would start there. I would, um, I have the ones that I like listening to that I'm happy to share that list with anyone who reaches out. It's, uh, I would like that. <laughs> I can share it with you. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it's, it's really finding, it's finding people who are writing, who are credible journalists, but are writing from a free perspective. They're not held to anyone or to anything. They're not held to one narrative. And mm -hmm. one of the ways that I can identify them is if their approach is really unbiased, if they will look at all sides of a story and right. if they will report all of it instead of just angling this fear story at everyone. Right. right. You know, and that, that's a great, and this is from one of my mentors that I've studied many, many times. He, he said that if we, we cannot raise consciousness looking through the eyes of duality. Right. Media is about feeding duality. Right. Yes. And, oh. and that's what I'm talking about. This like, you know, feeling like there's two worlds. Right. That right. I'm in. And the conversation I, that I have depends on who I'm speaking to and how much they can handle. Right. So it's, um, mm -hmm. it is a duality and it's whenever we're told and we learn this through NLP, it's whenever you're told it's this or it's that, and you're given a double bind. And one version of the story is the accepted version that the mass media is feeding us. And then there's the other side of it that if you believe that you're crazy and should put a tinfoil hat on, that's really how separate it is. Right. And then somewhere in the middle is a whole spectrum of truth mm -hmm. and it's being able to navigate through that. So yeah. 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 Stuff. I got to get running. I got another interview. <laughs> so, Good. All right. No, so I, much I, stuff. Yeah. I love this conversation and, and, um, yeah, I, you know, I encourage anybody to follow me as, as well as just, you can find me, just type in, okay, I got to be honest about this. Someone got my domain name, so don't go looking for my domain name. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, but you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, just Jeff Faldalen, F-A-L-D-A-L-E-N. You'll have it on the Yeah, I'll put in the notes, yeah. Yeah, um, and, you know, feel free to reach out to me. And Terry, you know, I got, uh, we got to have you on my show again, because, you know, sure. it, it, but people, I want to leave everybody with this. I want to leave you with this. You are way, 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 way more resourceful than what you believe. And to put it to, to give you evidence of that, if you had a child right now and your child's life depended on you doing something to save that child's life, you would not care what the media said. You would not care what your excuses had to say. You would not care in your limitations. The only thing that you would be focused on is saving that child's life. Mm -hmm. So if you took that same kind of tenacity and persistence and commitment and put that about your own dreams, you would be unstoppable. You would be unstoppable. So 
this is an opportunity for us to find out who we really are. And yes, there, right now, chaos is stirring it up. And over time, it's going to settle back down. And I, I think um, we're not, it's not going to be the same. It, no. The world we lived in is gone. And meaning, that doesn't mean we're going to Argonnet or anything like that. It's just understanding things are going to be run a lot different. Just like when 9-11 happened, just like when Vietnam happened, just like when D-Day happened, just like when Pearl Harbor happened, all these different events that have shook us up, just like when the collapse happened in 2008, this is what we're living in. And, and this is an opportunity for all of us to grow, for all of us to appreciate who we are and what we have. And gratitude is a great place to go, being grateful for the people that speak into our lives and get yourself a coach. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, not recommending anybody this because I don't play an accountant on the internet. <laughs> don't claim to be one. <laughs> I would give up my rent payment to hire a coach right now if I had to. I mean, I have coaches. I have multiple coaches. But my sanity, my mentality, and my emotional state is the most important thing going through this time of chaos. That is mission, mission critical. We need to have something outside of us that's going to help lift us up into our fullest potential going through this. Get yourself plugged in with a coach, with group coaching, with whatever you need to do, and make that your top priority. And stop buying into pleasing everybody else's life because you're the only one that you're spending every moment of your life with. And that needs to be mission critical. So give yourself permission to, to invest into you, however, whatever that looks like. And Terry's podcast is a great way to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. You bet. All Thank right. you so much so for having me. Thank you. You bet. Have a great day. Everybody be blessed and live like your life depends on it because it does. And you deserve the best. Be blessed, everyone. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed that episode. If you did, please share it with your friends and leave a five-star iTunes review. Also, if you want to connect with Jeff and learn more about what it is that he does, all the links will be in the show notes. Make sure that you check them out and follow him on social media. Thanks for joining me again today, guys. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Bye for now.